coaches, the seventh annual Legends at the Grove Basketball Coaches Clinic will be September 18th, 2022 at Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. The clinic will feature some of the best basketball college and high school minds in the country. Coach Andy Landers, all-time winningest coach at University of Georgia women's basketball, <clears throat> inducted into the Hall of Fame and also 994 career wins. Gene Jordan, nine-time girls basketball, Georgia high school basketball, state champion. Kathy Walton, five-time Georgia high school basketball state champion at Southwest DeKalb High School. Jerry Finkbein, former Utah State and Oral Roberts women's head coach. Kobe Durden, the assistant women's basketball coach at Buford High School. Brad Barber, the youth curriculum director for Shoot360. Jan Azar, the head girls basketball coach at Hebron Christian, 13 state titles. Coach Pete Acock, legendary high school basketball coach. Coaches, you need to come. Uh, please all have links and barcode, QR codes out there for you to register. I have a special discount for you. If you register your coaching staff in the next seven days, I will give a special two-for-one offer for you to bring your uh, your coaches. It could be one, two, three. I can definitely give you a special discount. Please sign up within the next seven days. We're looking forward to seeing you at the clinic. All coaches will get a free lunch. Also, we'll have a concession stand available. Also, if you come early, we'll have a breakfast for you. It's it's a clinic that will last starting at 8.30, finish at 4.45 with the great coach, Andy Landers. We're looking forward to seeing you. All right. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Championship Vision Podcast, episode 318. All right, so we're kind of moving forward here. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the last podcast we had with Coach A from University of Georgia. Now we have... Uh, I call him a local hero out here in this area. Uh, episode 318 with Coach Taylor Jackson, head voice coach, Social Circle High School. Coach, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Coach. It's an honor to be here. Absolutely on that. You've done such a great job. We've spoken a few times and so forth. Um, and I love what you're doing out there and so forth. But you're kind of a local boy, Piedmont <laughs> Academy guy. Man, yeah. you're you're a local you're a local guy out here. Talk, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you got created this love of the game. Yeah, so so I'm from Monticello, Georgia, um, south south of where we are now. Um, it's a small small. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I went to Piedmont Academy, the private school there. Uh, had about 120 in the high school. Uh, yeah about 120 in the high school. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, I did fall in love with the game. Um, I had some amazing coaches. My, my dad is my first coach and he loves basketball. He actually coaches out in Waynesboro now. Um, but, uh, yeah, just my basketball coaches were amazing men who, who, you know, made it fun. We were disciplined. Uh, we were, we, we were, we weren't super big. So we did a lot of fast break stuff and ball movement stuff kind of, before it was in vogue, I guess, <laughs> you know, nowadays, but, um, um, 
you know, and so just had a lot of fun growing up there. I, I went to Covenant College uh, and played some Division three basketball um, there. I'm, I'm not very good. <laughs> so, um, I'm short, and but I could shoot it a little bit. And yeah, um, just, you know, being being around a lot of men that really love the game, being around a, gr- you know, great group of guys, teammates that really love the game, would sacrifice for each other. And, and winning, uh, you know, we won a lot, even if it was small school basketball, um, just really helped foster just this love for the game that I'm glad I get to, to pursue as a career. Yeah, talk about your dad right now. Where is he coaching? And um, now is that, I'm trying to think of Waynesboro would be. Yeah, it's just um, Burke County, but he. Burke he, County, that's yeah, right. He, Burke County. he coaches at the private school there, Edmund Burke Academy. Know it um, well, know it well, yeah. man. Yeah, and he, he, he just really um, valued the game obviously. And, and, uh, was really big into shooting. Um, so, so that's what I'm big into. And, and I know we'll talk more about kind of specifics later, but, um, you know, we really bonded on the court. And so just, um, you know, that's just part of it. He, he actually was my bookkeeper this past year and it was just really fun for him to be right next to me, um, on that crazy ride. Yeah, for sure. So he is, he is still coaching at Edmund Burke Academy, which I have a great, uh, I have a great history with. Uh, I used to, of course, I used to coach all over the place in the GISA. <laughs> I remember going to their gyms and all that back in the day, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. So, um, hey, talk about your family a little bit. You got four, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you almost have a starting lineup. So talk about how you do that and mm-hmm. coach at the same time, man. So I know it's tough. Well, it, I guess it's everybody's secret. You better have a good woman behind you, you know. <laughs> and uh, she, my wife, she just um, she holds down the fort. Um, you know, she's she's our our team's biggest cheerleader. She's at every home game with all four of them. We have a nine year old, a seven year old, a three year old, and a one year old. So Whew. she goes to every home game uh, with yeah. all four of them, and then still finds time to to bake our team cookies and to, you know, get to know each player by name and talk to them about their day. And, and um, it's just awesome for my family to really be around our team. Um, my boys, they love, they think our players are LeBron James and Kevin Durant. They're, they're just right. around them all the time. Um, but I will say that um, you got to have a great balance. Um, uh, you know, it's so easy You love the game so much. It's so easy to get sucked into let me just watch and games and, and think basketball. And, and, and I know that there's always going to be that time, uh, you know, October's in two months. I mean, we're chomping at the bit and it's going right. to be there. So I'm really guarded about my, especially my July and August. Uh, I really, really try to protect uh, in those two months, especially, but even, you know, right after the season, March and, and April, I really try to protect those times so that I can, you know, I'll still open the gym up and things like that, but it's really, family time that I protect because I know when the season gets here it's it's all basketball all the time coach <laughs> it's a grind yeah it's hard to find that balance for sure I mean Absolutely. we're all fighting that and so forth uh talk about social circle and that great area out there in your school and um and kind of get into man how you came into you came into not a great situation and yeah. now are building into uh one of the best programs uh in the Georgia high school uh, thank you for saying that. Um, so, 
Um, I, I am from the area, so I knew Social Circle very, very well. I knew, you know, a lot of pride with the people that had I knew that had attended or, or served the school or, or from the city and, and a lot of pride in the area. Um, and so I was at Newton for Newton High School as an assistant for three years with Coach Rasmussen, um, learning the ropes. Man, there's no there's no no substitute for the grind there as an assistant and and, um, and uh, learned the ropes and then. Uh, I was able to come over here as an assistant for uh, Brian Anderson, who's now at Heritage High School in Conyers and, and doing a great job there. And, um, man, you're right, we came into a bad spot. Oh, man, I think the first day we looked at each other and we thought that we were with the bad news bears. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a tough, a tough spot. And, and um, I think the year prior they had won three games um, and just really were struggling to find an identity on the basketball court. Um, basketball or baseball was really successful. Wrestling was really successful. Our girls sports were just awesome. Our girls basketball team had a lot of rich tradition and history and, um, the boys basketball team there, there were some definitely some really, really great teams, but it had been a while since, uh, they were a, a prominent player in the area and in uh, whatever classification they were in at the time we were in double a when, when, uh, I moved over and, um, you know, just just really stepped into that thinking, you know what, we're going to show them that it's possible, <laughs> show them that it's possible. we got to believe first. And, uh, you know, it was a great group of young men to, to, to have to start off building this thing. Um, but. Yeah. And talk about um, talk about Rick Rasmussen from uh, <laughs> Newton. And what he's, he's doing, of course, he's now at North Dakota. What did you <laughs> learn from him? Because it's important to have like great mentors. Oh, absolutely. I've had quite a few because I'm not that smart. So I have to <laughs> learn from others. Uh, but tell us what he brought and helped we help you with. Uh, and any other coaches that, that were your mentors? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I call him Coach Raz. That's what all of us call him. And uh, um the first thing is just the level of commitment. Um, it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. Um, uh, that first summer, I was like, I'm getting into it. Now. I mean, it was it was six hours uh, of work in the summer every day um, for, for the coaching staff. Um, yeah. And then and then the boys would have about four hours of of play time, practice time um, and 30 games in the summer. Uh, you know, in just June, you know, it's like, the, you know, then that was before the, the second dead week. So we had a little more flexibility, but it still, it was just a grind. It was, you needed to be there every single day. Uh, you'd be early. Uh, you know, we're going to wear the right stuff every single day. Um, you know, make, make sure even things like make sure your, your goatees trimmed and things like, like, like little things that, that, um, you know, that, that was the expectation. And, and I wanted to be a part of that and be a great reflection of, of that rich Newton high school tradition. I mean, they're just, they're still going on. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, just amazing for, you know, decades and will be amazing for decades, but um, just to learn that level of commitment and attention to detail. And um, then we would always say that fundamentals and discipline are the keys to our success. And that, that is, that is the mission statement. And um, he just hammered the fundamentals. Um, we're going to, we're going to do things the right way. We're not going to turn the ball over. We're going to take the right shots, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and more importantly, we're going to empower the players to do that. Um, 
but then just dis- being disciplined. Um, and, and again, not just on the basketball court, but in every aspect of life. Cause it's so, I mean, it just carries over. It's, it's a reflection of who you are as a person. We're going to be on time. We're not going to take the court with jewelry on and, and things of that nature that, that just, um, I, I learned a lot for how to, uh, elevate a program. Like, what does it look like to be at the top? Um, what are, and I heard what you said in the last podcast, like, what are the separators? Like, what gets you here when everybody else is doing the same stuff? What's going to take, get, you know, get you a little bit higher? Um, so definitely learn those things from, from Coach Rasmussen. And then, and then being able to coach under Coach Anderson, um, man, he was fun. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, we had a good time. We, it was a blast. And I think um, when you're in the grind, you got to be intentional about, it's got to be fun. It's a game first, and right. and and you just get the 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 players need it to be fun. You know, they're you're asking a lot of them. They're spending more time with you than anybody. Um, and if they don't enjoy, if you don't enjoy being together, it's going to be really really tough to sustain for for you know four months or however long. Hopefully four. Hopefully five. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, and it's a relationship, don't you think? Uh, we talked Absolutely. about this before. It's like you know, seeing somebody in the hall and giving, like, I'm a girls coach, giving her a <laughs> high five and just Absolutely. chatting with her about, hey, how's your grades doing? I, I saw a player the other day. It's been, she's been, uh, she actually had COVID. She had an ankle injury. She's been out for a while. And it's like, hey, how you do? I haven't seen her in a while. <laughs> right. You know, so, the, I mean, it's, those the relationships, right? That's what's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think at a small school like we're at, if, if I'm not in the hallways dapping kids up and asking them about their day, like we're so small, like I might miss a kid that can really help us just because, you know, I don't have, you know, a hundred kids to pick from. I got, you know, 20 to 30 right? that, that I got to make sure, you know, understand like basketball is important here. It's important to me. I want it to be fun for you. Some kids that may not even think about giving it a try, but that are athletic enough to, to compete every day in practice and, and, and maybe develop into somebody that can give us some minutes. Um, I have to form those relationships. I mean, it's my hallways. I got to recruit them, you know what I mean? Sure. sure. Um, and so it's just the relationship piece, you know, you can't, you can't neglect, you know, neglect that. I mean, then, you'll be in shambles, especially, you know, at a small place like this. But the advantages though, <laughs> is you're around kids from K all the way up. Right. So yeah. the, I, I think there's, I've been in both. So yeah. there's van talk about the advantages though. Like, mm. I mean, you can go right next door or pretty close by like, yeah. Hey, and talk to your first graders. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I, we run a kid's camp and, and all the kids, they know, they know me. I, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I might not know them, but that's coach Jackson. He's a basketball coach and mm-hmm. coach, I'm going to play for you one day and, and things like that. And, and it is so important that the community is super tight knit. And, and so, you know, Hey, coach Jackson, you coach my cousin. Hey, coach Jackson, you coach my older brother. Hey, and, and you know, being able to say, to watch a kid grow. And this, this is my, let's see, this is my sixth year. And so, you know, my ninth graders would have been in third grade when I got here, essentially. Um, And so they, you know, for them to grow up around a program that's been, um, you know, very successful over the past couple of years, they come in. And this is a really good thing about being a small school, like you were saying, they come in knowing the expectation because 
my players have told them, they're like, hey, if you want to play for Coach Jackson, you need to do X, Y, and Z. If you're going to put social circle on your chest, then this is what we're going to be about. And so I don't have to do a lot of that reteaching that we had to do at the very beginning. A lot of my freshmen come in and they, they at least have an awareness of the expectations. Yes, you have a big coaching staff is what you have on that. Your mm-hmm. players become your coach. When, you, when your program, your culture is going the right way. Absolutely. That, that, that's so true. Um, hey, talk about like your first meeting. I know you coached under Brian. Mm-hmm. But your first meeting with your new team as you as head coach. Mm-hmm. Talk about like, that's always just kind of a scary moment, but kind <laughs> of an exciting moment because yeah. that's important to establish kind of who you are in your culture, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, man. what year was that it it was it was um the year before COVID um and so we Brian had gotten the job at Heritage and and um you know I got all my returners back we graduated I think three seniors that year or three or yeah I think three and 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 all three of them were contributors and starters and so we, we were gonna have a lot of turnover on the floor anyway um and so just to talk to them and it's Essentially, it's a lot of, you know, there's going to be some nuances that are different, but, you know, we won 18 games, Brian's last year. We, I mean, we were, we were very, very good. And so I was like, we want to, we want to keep going and we want to take the next step. And and here's really what it needs to look like. And, and so I told him, I said, you know, in the summer, in June, you you have to be there every day. We're going to be there for a long time, but the only way to get better is by playing. (laughs) And so, you know, that was something they weren't used to where it was that level of commitment. Um, and, and Brian had done a really good job of ushering that in, but we really took that summer commitment level to, to up a notch. Um, you know, and I just tried to communicate again, my expectations. That year we ended up starting four sophomores and a freshman uh, at multiple times during the season. And, and so uh, we were very methodical, um, it wasn't always the most fun looking basketball, but it had to be that way because we were so young. We couldn't afford to have mental lapses where, you know, if we, if the other team went on a 10 0 run, you know, at times, you know, we were just so young, it was going to be really tough to sustain, to like endure that. Um, and so just communicating that to the players um, is often difficult just because kids want to run they want to they want to score 100 points they, you know right. they, but to articulate to them like we're gonna be there eventually we have to play this way right now to win and eventually we'll be able to take the training wheels off you'll be able to do the same stuff make shots no turnovers but you're going to be doing it at a lot faster pace and it's going to be really really fun but we got to do this first and just to communicate that to them as early and often as possible um, was really, was, it was part of my goals, were part of my goals coming in, um, taking over the the spot here. Yeah. And I remember when I, of course I, you know, we, we met when I was at Lake Oconee Academy, Mm -hmm. Um, had some decent teams there, but uh, uh, I remember your team and you guys were really good, man. I remember some Mm -hmm. battles with you and Lincoln County, yeah. All those, you know, towns, all those talk about a tough region. Yes. At that yes. Time. And you guys were close, but not quite close. Talk about that time and mm-hmm. how you guys progressed into the great season you guys had last year. 
Yeah, so so if you don't mind, I'll take it back even the year before that when we were in Region 8 AA, and we were in there with Banks County, uh-huh. and and I mean, good grief. I mean, that, that team was tough with, with Carl Cleveland. Coach Cleveland did, did, did an amazing job with them. And, I mean, we we went – we ran the table with those sophomores and freshmen. We ran the table in the region except for Banks County. We lost to them <laughs> all three games. We lost them twice in regular season and the region championship game. And, and I, I I mean, after the locker room, you know, you, you're disappointed when you lose that game. But it's like you, you tell them, you like, guys – that's what region championship teams and state championship teams, that's what they look like. So what do we have to do to get there? And part of it was just, we needed another year of physical maturity. Um, And so then the next year we had tons of expectations. Again, we're bringing everybody back. Um, And we got some new pieces in as well that really helped us take it to the next level. But you're right, man, that those region battles uh, two years ago, um, obviously with Towns County, won the state championship um tough yeah yeah and then and then lincoln uh, in my opinion lincoln probably had the most athletic team in single a Uh, franquan sherman who's now i mean you can make an argument he's the best player in the state regardless of class he's at grovetown now he was in the region as a sophomore and just absolutely tearing it up and they were just giants at lincoln um you know, and so, you know, that kind of, but I mean, you, you also had to give commerce a lot of credit too. I mean, they had some athletic kids, well coached, could shoot, you know, and so just to grind day in and day out in that region was, was really, really tough. Um, it really stretched me as a coach because you had to do a whole lot of like the year before I was so worried about us. It was like, we can't do X, Y, and Z. We have to do X, Y, and Z. And so I'm just like, so consumed with my thoughts about how we could be most successful as possible. And then that year, the next year it was like, you know, you, you don't play Towns County the same way you play Lincoln County. I mean, you, you have to be, you have to be ready to go both nights. And if you play them back to back, it's going to be That's really, tough. really tough. Um, yeah. Just because they are radically different styles of play. And, uh, but uh, you know, we, we really grew in that. And um, you know, that year we, we actually won, I think we won 20 games that year. And that was the first time the school had won 20 games in, Oh, that was the year before. I'm sorry. We, we, we had won 20 games a year prior first time in 20 years, the school had done that then. And we hosted a state playoff game first time in 20 years. And then that next year with Lincoln and towns, we actually won our first state playoff game. So you could kind of see like we're, we're growing incrementally, incrementally, incrementally and getting better. But, but we also learned an, an, an important lesson that, that year too we were the two seed going into the region tournament and we lost we lost to to Lincoln County in that semifinal and um we had beaten them by 15 both games in the season and and lost um by I think by two or two or three um you know and you you just learn you you hate it I mean it still hurts (laughs) you don't even get a crack at the region title then when you lose that semifinal game uh again we again we Coach, we were one possession away from being the one seed. <laughs> I mean, sure. and, uh, you know, we lost that semifinal game. And, and so you just learn, you learn that, man, in that region tournament, you can't have an off night. You right. cannot, you cannot, you cannot. And even if you don't, it's still going to be a dogfight. Um, you know, but it, it, we were better for it because now we had to go on the road in the state playoffs to, uh, you know, we had to go to Taylor County. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, past making. Um, right. And yeah, you know, and 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 we had to find a way to to scratch out a win, uh, which we did. And so just to be able to learn that lesson, you know, how to go on the road in the state playoff, multiple hours away. They bought, they triangled into my best players. So I was like, well, now we got to, we, you know, three, four, five, six, you guys got to step up offensively. You got to, I mean, that that's what people are going to do to us. They know who our best players are, you right. know, and we had kids step up and shoot the ball with confidence. Uh, I, one of my players, he, he, his shot form was not textbook coach. It was not textbook, <laughs> but, um, you know, I let him shoot it cause it went in. Right. I said, Trey, buddy, at halftime, I looked him in the eye. I'm like, you have got to make shots. You are wide open. Coach, he hit four threes. You know, you got to have that in the state playoffs. And, and um, you know, we learned those lessons incrementally, step by step, and it really prepared us for, for a special year last year. That's really cool you say that because it's not always your stars, man. It's, <laughs> it's your role players in, in tournament time that uh, if, if they're not performing, that's when you go home. And yep. so forth. So, uh, so you really learned a lot in the region tournament to kind of make you more mature in the state tournament and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, so, tell us about the following year. Like, what did you, what did you gain from that experience from the previous year? Because, man, mm -hmm. you guys, you guys were on a roll, man. So, mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit, or how you prepared for the season with that. Yeah. So, I mean, our expectations were absolutely through the roof. Obviously, going into um, this past year, uh, coach. Uh, so the year prior, you know, we we actually were the only single A team to beat Towns in their state championship season. Um, mm -hmm. We played them to I think a seven point loss the first time. Uh, you know, we we played them so tough both games that you know, and they're they they're an amazing team, amazing solid, coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but we were really the only ones outside of maybe that. Uh, the team we lost to Hancock central who lost to them in the state finals. We were really the only ones to give them a, a game it really yeah. challenged them. And we were like, man, if, if that's where we were last year and we're going to be another year, more mature, physically, more mature, uh, intellectually, emotionally, all those things. Think about our ceiling, think about our peak. And, and I've never been one that shies away from talking about having big goals, man. I, I'm like, let's go get this thing that we want to be a state championship. We want to talk about being a state championship basketball team, but also what comes with that is the state championship accountability. Yeah. And you know, this coach, like, right. you know, we're going to talk about it, but we're not going to leave it at talk. We're going to go be about it. And, and, um, and so just communicating that to them, like, look, I want to win a state championship as much as you guys. <laughs> like, here's what we have to do to take that next step. Here's what we have to do to, to be able to score more points because, you know, we, we struggled offensively at times. Here's what we need to do better. Um, and so we, we laid out a game plan. Now, at these small schools, like you know, Coach, uh, I share a significant uh, percentage of my roster with the football team. Um, I love it. It, it make, it's part of what makes the small school a, a great thing. These kids play right. a bunch of different sports. Um, they, they, the weight room, which the football coaches, they spearhead, man, it has been so beneficial to our kids. Um, 
but it also meant I had to wait to get the entire roster. But what it really allowed us to do was really focus on some guys that wouldn't get as many reps um, that we were going to need. We really, we were going to have to have be productive if we were going to be peak social circle, Um, you know, and so just to try to communicate that you want to be level-headed at the same time. So it's like really delicate balance. Like you don't want the kids to feel, like there's so much pressure. Like I try to communicate that, like the state championship is our goal, but it doesn't make our season. Um, region championship doesn't make our season. Uh, that we expect to win it. We expect to win every single game we play, but what's the most important thing that we come to work every single day and do our absolute best with our best friends, essentially. And, and that, that journey, you know, you know, that, that's the, really the, the reward, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that time together, the relationships that that's the reward. And, and, you know, cause different teams are going to have be able to realistically accomplish different things. Uh, we don't have a state championship roster every single year. Um, we don't have a region championship roster every single year, but we do have a roster that can work together and, and, and play for each other and, and, and represent social circle the right way. Yeah, you have a championship level program though, coach. It's a big difference. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and I know you don't want to discuss this. You did, you know, you had a tough loss in the final four, mm-hmm. but you're still considered a championship program. Absolutely. Uh, for what you guys uh, have built and what you guys have continually built and so forth. Talk about you don't have to talk about the the <laughs> loss and so forth. Everybody knows. That's but, right. Uh, but talk about how you guys handle that because mm-hmm. that's, that's hard to handle the the mental toughness you have to have to overcome something like that. Kind of kind of share us with share uh, share that a little bit. Yeah, um, you know it, it it was obviously very crushing for us, and it, and it still just hurts. Um, you know, and say so it, it'll come on you like just out of nowhere, just like man. You, we were, we were, we were really close. We were really, really close. And, um, you know, there's no guarantee you even beat uh, a really tough Warren County team in that next game. Um, but just, you know, the, I knew, I knew that I had 12 young men whose eyeballs were looking directly at me, even when I wasn't looking that needed me to be strong and needed me to be tough and confident and brave, loving, but they needed me. They, they needed me to, I didn't have to necessarily say anything, but I needed to stand there and just be there. And um, after we let, you know, some time pass, you know, to, to look them in the eye and say, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you. I love you. Um, We're going to use this to be better men. Um, we're going to let it teach us that we're always going to fight for what we think is the right thing. Um, but that I wouldn't trade one second of the journey for any, uh, for anybody, anything else, you know, and, and uh, I told them in the locker room, you know, it, it hurts the worst for your seniors, obviously they don't get, they don't get another state championship crack. Um, but, you know, I just told them like, Man, I, I wish we had one more game, man. Just one more, because because it's just over. It's just over like that. <laughs> I mean, they they've they trusted me, man. They trusted me. They didn't have to. They didn't have to. Um, but they they've been with me the entire ride. And um, 
you know, to watch them grow into the young men that they are, that, that's uh, an amazing gift that they've given me. So um, we're very proud of our program. We're very proud of the young men that we have that represent us. Um, and that's a big reason why, Coach. That's, that's a big reason why. Yeah, and, um, you know, people don't realize it's, it was, it's not just the last game you win or lose. Yeah. It's the process of getting there, man. Yeah. Like, that's what you remember. That's what you're teaching them. We get yeah. caught up in the, the last game. Only one team wins. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's – I mean, you know, so uh, the process of how you guys got there, the building of that. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to get a little controversial because I think the Georgia high school needs mm-hmm. to relook at how they do uh, the scorekeeping and things like that. And I'm not afraid to say it. I feel like I'm a spokesman uh, for Georgia high school, but I mean, right. like, don't you, don't you agree? Let, let's, let's be honest here. Like that should never happen. In yeah. Yeah. Time in the game. Let's just, let's just be frank. Yeah. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not trying to, to be ugly or anything like that. I just want to be, uh, you know, I, I, I consider Georgia basketball girls and boys to be at the top in the country. Uh, there, there is nothing like Georgia high school. I told our kids, I was like, we would win state in a lot of other states in, in their biggest classifications. And, and so if, if we're going to say that we're the best, if we're going to say that we're Coaches, I'd like to welcome our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor. Huddle Assist. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just the box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stance like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's huddle.com slash assist to learn more. Huddle will also be at the Legends at the Grove Clinic on September 12th at Walnut Grove High School in Loganville, Georgia. Come stop by our table to chat and see what we have to offer. At Dr. Dish Basketball, we're creating basketball shooting machines that accelerate player performance. With features like on-demand workouts, multiplayer stat tracking, and instant analytics, Dr. Dish Basketball is the number one source for basketball training. Whether you're training in your driveway, running a practice, or developing a workout program, we have the most innovative training solutions to help your players practice like they play. And just for listening to this podcast, you qualify for an exclusive discount. Just mention Championship Vision Podcast to your sales rep when you call in. For more information, visit drdishbasketball.com or call 952-873-2633. Again, that number is 952-873-2633. And remember, be better every day. We're at the top. Then then a a tough level, a, a high level of accountability comes with that. We just want to get it right. We just want it to be 
the right calls and it's objective too. You know, the, did the right. ball go through the basket? You know, that kind of thing. You know, you count the points, but it's not just for for basketball. It's for all the all the sports really. Um, we want to be objective with our scoring, and um, you know, I, I think I think we have the resources now that we we can make that happen. But yeah, if it's a correctable error, correct it right on the spot. That's my okay. I'll leave that one alone. Okay, I'll right, probably right. more ticked off than you are. Good. <laughs> Uh, you know, I know you got, but, um, Hey, uh, now let's talk about, uh, first of all, your, your upcoming season. I want to know your system. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what are your best drills? What's your philosophy on offense and defense? Mm-hmm. Because coaches want to know what your program's about Get an yeah. insight. So first of all, talk about what your expectations are for this season and yeah. how you're, what you're going to do. What's your philosophy for this year? Yeah. So, um, man, I'm glad you said philosophy for this year because, you know, it, it changes with it changes with who you have, uh, um, man. And we we graduated five kids that were were just foundational, amazing basketball players, um, did a lot for us. And we are going to look a lot differently this year. Um, but, you know, the core philosophies never, never really change. Um, I, I really pride us on being a really, really good shooting team. Um, man, coach, we shot, we shot 33s a game last year. I mean, we were, we were right at 10, 10 makes a game. Um, you know, that I love it. (laughs) I wish it was more, Uh, both shooting more and making more. Um, and I think the shot clock maybe to some degree can, can help us out with that. Um, um, it's not just that we want to be fast. It's, we want to be intentional. Um, uh, you know, but so anyway, uh, you know, offensively, I really emphasize that, you know, the, I, yeah, I read Nick nurse's book over the summer, uh, just, you know, and I guess that's who I learned it from who you know, via other people, uh, you know, sure. everything is, but just being really intentional about like that, that shot hierarchy that he talks about, um, you know, and, and that's something that we really emphasize here um, at Social Circle. Um, they, the, the, guard, the previous year's guards will tell the new guards, you want to see the floor for Coach Jackson earlier, uh, you better be able to shoot and you better not turn it over. And so those are our really two big keys offensively um, for, for our guard play especially. Uh, we, we run four out and you, sometimes we even run five out where – we, we want to really free up that paint. To inf- we have strong guards, so we want to emphasize, like, the space and creativity that they have. Um, going to run a lot of motion continuity. We're going to try to move the basketball really, really fast and and uh, get a lot of wide-open layups and jump shots. You know, that's, that's, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, yeah, go, go yeah, continue on with that. Talk about your four out a little bit because uh, we, do, we do that a little bit differently sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. we – uh, put the uh, post in the short corner. Sometimes we yeah. put it in the high post. Yeah, low post. I think that's that's what's cool about a four out, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that four or the the post has a lot of freedom. And honestly, coach, what I like to do is put uh, sometimes put my most athletic guard at that in that post spot and bring my center out because my center he can make an open three. And um, what what happens a lot of times in single A, you know, we're, we're going to in single A, a, a big thing is you don't see oftentimes, you know, six and seven basketball players. You see six and seven athletes. 
Right. And so a lot of times what will happen is they'll put a kid on my center who's going to give him some space and he can hit. And, um, but it also, if I put that athletic guard there, well, and if they try to guard him with their center, I mean, he's got a, he's got a athletic mismatch there so he can go by and, and create and, and get into some gaps. So I, I like to mix it up there. Um, we do a lot of uh, ball screen action, um, with anybody usually, you know, we're usually it's the center, uh, but we're trying to really, uh, really create a, a mismatch opportunity with, with, you know, what I consider top-notch guard play. Uh, our, our guards are just fast and, and shifty getting gaps. And, and if you give them space, they'll hit. Um, but I, I think as far as, um, you know, we're doing, a, we're doing action off ball too. So, you know, a lot of uh, flare screens, you know, a lot of, you know, just regular screens, you know, curls, things of that nature, just as whatever the defense is giving us, but we want the backside defense defenders to be, have to be aware of what our backside action is doing. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it just, it's going to create a lot of confusion for them defensively. And that's really the goal for us offensively is we want the other team to have absolutely no idea what we're doing. Right. You want to occupy those help side a little bit on that. That's where kids, a lot of our kids don't quite get that yet. Yeah. It takes a lot of good teaching and so forth. They just focus on. Yeah. The yeah. And just trying to communicate like, look, if you do this, like I know the ball's over here, but right. if you do this, you will, you will be wide open. You, you will score. And so, so work hard off the ball work, right. work hard. Like, you know, they love watching Steph Curry. Our team's like obsessed with Steph Curry because my guard, my two twin guards, they love the Golden State Warriors, and yeah. so like they just watch them all the time. And that that part of why I think they move really, really well off ball is like they just they eat that stuff up. Like and, and but they also are rewarded for it. You know, layups, wide open threes, that kind of thing. So so just trying to communicate to that to the entire unit, like yeah, you can do this too, and you need to do it. Yeah, Curry's brilliant off. The, he's so crafty, man, off the ball, mm-hmm. particularly with his size and his yeah. change of pace and and his cutting and so forth. Uh, plus, he could make it from thirty feet. So <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't hurt. Does it's it? kind of like your day, coach. I mean, I mean, you have that tremendous range, right? A covenant. Um, <laughs> but um, hey, talk about your defense a little bit. I know probably Coach Spoon will probably be listening to this, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but, it's, not, it's uh, nothing he doesn't know you know it's like i mean <laughs> exactly um, no secrets <laughs> <laughs> but your defensive philosophy i know mine I, well we're, we're a pressing team and um there's sometimes i press and my team you know but sometimes you have to adjust yep. like there's different types of press levels that i call that mm-hmm. we do but yeah i i press teams and we shoot a lot i mean and unfortunately last year we didn't make a lot but uh, that's our style. That's the way we do it. We'll talk about your defense. So traditionally defensively, very much uh, pack line. Um, I mean, we were, we were super conservative all, all, everywhere. We were conservative everywhere. We were saying, if you're going to beat us, um, you're going to have to make over 10 threes. Like, and, and then we'll give you a high five. Um, and at our level, you know, it's very, very challenging um, until you know when you get the state playoffs the higher you go the, the better the shooting gets but just in general you know that that kind of that kind of team shooting is just not there mm-hmm. um and so we were very conservative plus I was only playing you know six kids my first year so it's like we can't get overexposing and foul trouble and we have to save energy and, and things of that nature so um very much uh you know we're gonna 
we're going to get up on shooters. We don't expect other teams to have more than one or two. Um, never pressed early. Like when I, when I first started, like if I pressed, it was because we were down by multiple possessions at the end of the game. We are not pressing <laughs> when we right. are, we were, we were barely coming past the three point line defensively. It was hyper conservative, right. um, you know, didn't get a lot of steals, <laughs> you know, it was really just, we're going to contest and, and, you know, hope, hope that doesn't go in. <laughs> sure. And, and for the most part, it didn't. Um, and so we, we really rode that. Uh, we would throw in like a um, one, three, one uh, to mix it up. And it, and it's um it's a a little more conservative one three one with no traps um just really uh, we're just trying to force you know the ball to be picked up in the corners and then we're gonna you know back off and try to deny the next pass um you know try to funnel the, the jump shooter to the wings where our center was waiting to contest um, and we would throw that in sporadically just to try to mix it up. Um, but, but that's really where we lived defensively. Uh, you know, I think I tell them, I'm like, number one, do not get it beat off the dribble. And number two, everybody's job's a defensive rebound. And if you, if you can do those two things for us, we're going to be fine. Um, if you start getting beat off the dribble, we're going to be in big trouble. <laughs> um, you know, and so uh, they really bought into that, guarding your yard, guard your yard is what we call it you know, three feet to your right, three feet to the left. You ain't got to guard them for, for a minute, you know, it, it's going to be one or two dribbles, but you got to beat him to that spot. Um, but they, they really valued that, that valued that kind of defensive intensity. Um, you know, we were number one in points allowed. I think both years uh, we were doing that. My first two years we were doing that. We were number one in points allowed. Uh, granted we're playing snails paced basketball. So, you know, we probably had, 20 to 30 less possessions, um, right. but still really, really um, proud of, of that. Um, and then, but then, you know, as they grow older and they're faster and we get more guys that can contribute um, this past year, it was, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be up in you. Um, right. uh, so we, we primarily, you know, that, that, that was always our base. Like well, that was that was our comfort. Like we could always go back to that. We could always go back. We know we can do it well, um, and so we would sometimes we would start in there. Um, but then, as the season progressed this past year, I was like, mm, we we have got to. We we're just too we're too much at an athletic advantage to stay back. So we 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 needed to be the forcing team defensively. And uh, we, I learned that really, really early in the year. But the more we did it, the better we got at it. So we, um, we just we we full court pressed um, a whole lot, and and oftentimes, um, you know, it was, I mean, our 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 four man, four or five. You know, he's he's like six foot four, six foot five. So he's got and great wingspan. So you know, again, when you're playing single A basketball, you don't have to have a six ten. Uh, you know that 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 guy is huge for us and uh, just super athletic. I mean, everywhere, never, never was tired just everywhere. So, you know, it was a lot of trap, the, you know, we're going to deny that first pass. Um, and then he's coming to trap. And <laughs> I mean, coach, it, it wasn't rocket science. It was just, he was, they were too athletic. I mean, it was just, they were everywhere and 
and it was just steal, 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 steal. Um, I mean, Coach, we we full court pressed the majority of our Final Four matchup. Like we we lived in it um, probably eighty percent of the season. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you do, right? You can't change. That's the key, right? Right, Taylor. Uh, sometimes coaches they get to the state tournament, they change styles, and mm-hmm. to me, it's you got to do what you do uh, yeah. and then make adjustments. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, that the, there's a million thoughts, you know, running through your head. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I, yeah, what, yeah. what, but at the end, yeah. But at the end of the day, I was like, what got us here? What got us here? And that's what we're going to ride with. Right. Look, there'll be some nuances that we can adjust, like you said, in the middle of the game, but if you are, if you're the state champion, I firmly believe that the other team has to change for you. Like if you, if you're really the state champion, um, you know, and, and we did some, we, we threw some nuances, uh, you know, in that final four game and, you know, we had some success. We had some things not be successful, you know, that's just part of, part of the roller coaster of games at, at the top there. And, and um, you know, but like you said, who are you? And that's what you ride with. For sure. Coach, talk about Roy Quick, your, um, or not Roy Quick, but mm-hmm. if you want to get in the detail uh, mm-hmm. about your best drills that you do, what is something that, uh, now if you have a diagram board, you can show mm-hmm. us too if you want. Nah. You can, uh, but if not, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but show us kind of your best drills that you do and practice on that. We always yeah. like to steal some drills. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, one thing again that, that we're just super, blessed but cursed is just we are so time restricted so Mm -hmm. super time restricted we don't have uh you know a significant we don't have 10 kids that that give me quality five on five looks until i get all football players you know that so so we have to really maximize our our full team practice time and so i have to be really really creative in working on the skill development that's that has to be valuable for our team with a lot of times with the talent that I have. Now there's, there's definitely time for player development and we, and we have to do it and we have to get in the gym and stuff like that. But, but again, like I I don't have these, these kids, they, they cannot commit two hours a day of training basketball. It's just unrealistic to ask of them when they're going to, uh, you know, a a three hour football practice every day, you know, and, or, you know, after the, after the season's over, I got some that play baseball or some that run track or, or whatever. So, so my absolute favorite drill, um, that we do is we call it, I call it four on four on four. And so, you know, I don't have a diagram board with me. I'm in my classroom, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, but it's pretty, pretty easy to explain. Most people do it, but four on four on four. So, so one team of four is going against another team of four in the half court. And then if you make the basket, you get to keep the ball and you go the other way against the other team of four. If you miss the basket, the, the defending team gets the ball and they get to go to the other end and you just go back and forth. And we usually play for eight minutes because it's an eight minute quarter. Um, I'm really excited with the shot clock because it's going to be eight minute quarters and 20, uh, you know, we'll probably do 25 second possessions. Like, you know, you need right. to, you need to go. Um, you know, so, I mean, even, even stuff like we might whittle it down to, to 10 seconds of possession or, or like, like what, you know, just so that they, I mean, they get a lot of reps in that, in that and, and understanding like, here's what I'm going to do if I have 30 
seconds on my shot clock. Here's what I'm going to do if I got five seconds on the shot clock. Like, because I'm a firm believer in they're the ones making the decision. So really what we need to practice is the decision making. Um, and so we do that a lot. But one of my favorite uh, kind of twists to that is, is whoever's on defense only gets three players. So they have to drop a player on defense. And, oh, and what that really lets us do is make the right reads offensively because it's, it's easier for us right? Playing four on three, but it's also so much tougher on the defense because they have to stunt or help and recover or fly and contest and, and things of that nature. And, and so when we play that way, um, usually it's limited to one shot. So, you know, we don't, we don't do a whole lot of rebounding drills out of that, but it really helps us as a program practice the things that, that we value uh, things like, you know, one shot, if you shoot the three, <laughs> it needs to go in you know you need to make the right reads you, you know you're four on three there's no reason to turn the ball over uh but defensively too like what are you what are you going to do okay well i'm going to pack the paint nobody's can shoot layups because that's too easy and then i need to know where the best shooters are at all times and i need to be able to fly out and contest on them and and um you know it's it's a fun drill it's fast they uh there's a lot of talking, a lot of chirping, which, which I enjoy, you know, uh, that it, you, you get to really see who, who's that guy. And, and um, that guy really, he, he, he'll step up and say, give me the ball coach. I'll go get a bucket for you. And, and you see how kids work off ball. You see like who's willing to set screens. Like you get to, you get to see a lot of nuances. And, and I mean, it's only eight minutes, like it's fast. You know? So, so we play, we play that. We might play it one, you know, two or three times in practice. Cause we're right. keeping score. I mean, we're keeping score on that. So they, they, they love to win. They love to compete. You know, it's, I'm, I mix up the team significantly. I might put, you know, who's my best offensive player with my three worst offensive players and be like, what are you going to do about it, buddy? Like you, you need to go score. Um, I might put, you know, that, that sixth man, seventh man, eighth man guys who think they yeah, coach, I need some more minutes. <laughs> go prove it right. go, go prove it you know and that kind of you thing set like the teams right you set the teams okay. yep yeah okay. yeah absolutely um but um you know that that's really my my favorite drill that we 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 do probably at least i would say at least half of our practices if not you know 75 percent of them will do that one um we shoot a lot coach we we and i'm gonna do a lot of uh variations with our shooting but we do a lot of just um we do a lot of catch and shoot because i'm a big believer if you can't catch and shoot then you can't really you're not gonna be able to hit anything else so you got to be able to catch and shoot um do you know one dribble rights you know the traditional things but we're going to do a lot more this year to to make it more competitive um big believer in uh, it needs to be competitive in practice uh, whatever we're doing we're going to compete so um you know things like uh Oh, here's another one. Sorry, sorry, I'm gonna kind of jump it all over the place. Um, so, so one drill that I, that I absolutely love doing is is just three on two in the half court, and we'll we'll stay on one side of the half court. So we call that the quarter court, um, and three on two, and I'll put some stipulations on it. Um, I might put a kid on the block and say ball has to go to the block first before anybody can shoot, um, or I might say. Uh, you have to drive, you have, you have to drive and then 
you can kick, but if the ball gets kicked, then the guy has to shoot it or, or just little, little nuances to help them with the decision-making. Cause again, like that's really what we want to practice is the decision-making. And, and again, we're keeping score. They'll play like first to 11 or something of that nature where, where, you know, and, and again, if, since it's three on two, you know, it's only one shot, you're not getting a second one. Um, so you better hit, you, you better hit or, or you're, you're going to let your team down. You need to step into that, that shot with confidence. Um, and so just little nuances like that, we might play four on two, um, you, you know, just, just trying to, to think about how do we create that numerical advantage that has to be present in good offenses. Um, you know, we, we want, we want to emphasize our attacks are, when their defender is, when a defender is out of position, now we have a numerical advantage and we can create the shot we want to take. So, so how do we, how do we maximize that? I love that coach, because I, I do know this, I, I know I'm old and I, I'm a dinosaur, but I do know this majority of the game is transition. Mm -hmm. And I think most coaches make the mistakes on practicing half court too much. Yeah. Um, so the more transition drills, I think the better. And I love what you're doing on that. I love also you talked about decision-making and I think your number of disadvantage drills are actually more advantageous for your def defense. Mm. I think it helps your defense out because they got, they got, they got to move. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they, they have to work on their decision-making too. And so we talk a lot about that. Like, like, look, if I'm, if I'm on defense and this guy cannot shoot, why would I go guard him? Like, like, why am I going to go out there and guard? Like mm -hmm. I have to be, I have to be aware of who's on the court and their ability level to help me defensively. That helps me put, be put in better positioning and, and things of that nature. So you're absolutely right. And, and I love the drills, the drill for that because they have to work, they have to communicate, they have to fly around and they have to make the right decisions. You know, if I, if I close out on a guy that's a, you know, way faster than me well he's gonna rip the rim off so so i right. have to be cognizant of of who is where and what they can do yeah i love that hey talk about shooting really quick because you, you consider yourself a shooting team mm -hmm. but, uh, for your philosophy that you you, you told us talk mm -hmm. about how do you teach shooting i know we teach it a certain way how mm -hmm. do you teach shooting because Man, you got to really teach you. You can't just throw the kids in there. Right. So what's your philosophy on your techniques of, of shooting? Yeah, so um, in the summer is when we really break it down. And, and again, you know, we're, we're super crunch for time. So, you know, I don't have a whole lot of time to, like, chop away at, at bad habits and build them back up. That takes – hours and hours and hours I mean yeah, by the time a kid's 14 years old they've had that shot form for who knows how long you know five years um and so it's just been ingrained in them and so we we really emphasize um you know that that dominant foot forward you know the traditional shooting stance we're gonna tuck our shooting elbow in we're gonna shoot it follow through everything straight I'm not really a, a stickler on where the ball is height. I know some people like, like they want it really high or some people, right. I, I, I think um, the way like Steph Curry kind of has shown, like, you know, he's got kind of the, a lower release point, which has been beneficial for smaller guards. And so I'm not one to say, you right. know, the, 
you know, it, you know, if you're Kevin Durant and you're seven foot tall, like get it up there. Like they're not going to block it. But, but when you're short, you really have to emphasize the release speed over the height of, of the release. And, and so I, I try not to be a stickler about that, but I do try to be a stickler about knowing who you are and what does that mean for your shot selection? Um, and so, um, you know, my smaller guards, I, I just, and tell them, I'm like, we have to get the range back. Like you, you have to emphasize that, you know, you're, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just who you are. Um, you know, you're going to, if you just, if you're right up on that line, it's going to get blocked. Um, you know, just reality. <laughs> and um, so, you know, we really, we really emphasize, you know, that in the summer. Um, and then always the emphasis is on making it is just always on, like, it doesn't matter if you're just shooting pre-practice, like we're not, Oh, they always laugh. Cause I always tell them, I'm like, you're already good at missing. You have to be good at making. That's right. You know I mean? And so, and so what does that mean for, for you as a shooter? Cause I, I also yell at them. I'm like, shooting is, it's like 90% between your ears. It's, it's, it's the mental toughness to do it the same way every time and, and and you know there's nuances to it but it, essentially that jumper has got to be the same wherever you are you got to be that and that have that level of comfort and um and so when you miss a shot like if we're just practicing and there, there's like there's just shooting practice there's nobody guarding you and you miss a shot you should be so offended that you missed it that you fix it and you make the next one. And, and they always laugh because I always, you know, I always exaggerate stuff. I'm like, I remember when I missed two in a row and then I went into fourth grade or, or something smart <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know? Like, like, like being so tough that you don't miss the same way twice. You, you, you definitely don't miss three times in a row unguarded and just to really hammer that into them, into their minds and be really competitive about it. Like, like, look, if I can outshoot you, you're not good enough. Like you shoot every single day, uh, you know, still encouraging, you know, like, let, Hey man, let's see. I'll jump in there with them too. First to five. Here we go. You know, boom, 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 boom. Um, they never beat me coach. They never. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can say it on the air now. Okay. <laughs> Don't be listening. <laughs> um, and so just really emphasizing like, the only way to become a better shooter is by shooting more and shooting more makes it's the, the miss. You cannot tolerate missing. If you're going to be a good shooter, you, you, you cannot accept it. And, and, and it's that muscle memory it's that repetition. Um, you know, I always say there's nothing sexy about it. You just got to do it and you got to grind. And, and, and the beautiful thing about this lovely game is you probably have a goal in your backyard. And you can shoot on that one for hours and hours and hours. If that's what you want, if that's the kind of player you want to be, you're in control. Um, and they've bought, they've really bought into that, um, that kind of, you know, individualized shooting, you know, thinking like, let's be, let me be the best shooter I can be. I mean, you get quickly exposed if you can't shoot. That's, that's just the bottom line. If you can't shoot, they're not, we're, we're not going to guard you if you can't shoot. And right. so, I mean, um, you got to be able to hit when you're open. And I expect that from number 12 on the roster to number one, um, you got to be able to hit. We played Appalachie two years ago in, in our first game of the year. And uh, 
it might have even been a scrimmage. I actually think it was a legitimate game, but um, ball kicked out to my my center, and he stepped into it like he he had done it a million times and knocked it down at the buzzer coach. I mean, he he had done it a million times. It's like like Ray Allen said, it's about his his shot. He said, I've practiced that shot thousands of times to hit it once. You know, it's that it's all about those habits habits. Yeah, you're mastering those game reps at game speed. That's that's always the battle, right, Coach? On that, yeah, the kids got to work on their own, man. They got to get out. We got to practice on your own. Got to get your hands dirty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I try to communicate like like you know, and I talk to my dad especially, and I'm like, you know, I want my kids to be the best shooters they can possibly be. I want us to be a really really good shooting team. I'm going to show that with how we orchestrate our practice. We're going to shoot every single day. We're not gonna. We're not gonna not. I don't want to communicate to them like this is an expendable skill because I just believe it's the most important skill in the game, and and so I try to communicate to them what's going to make us even better offensively is how hard you work when you're not here. <laughs> I mean, right, sure, you know, and and the kids have bought into that. You know, they they tell me every day like I went to the court last night, coach. Man, that's awesome. That is awesome. Go play. Go play with grown men and get your eyes beat in. But go play. <laughs> That's right. You got the rec center right there. It's a little circle. So yeah. no excuses. I'm That's sure right. the kids have outdoor courts. Uh, yep. I, I hear you, man. Hey, before you go, um, give one, like a coach starting, a new coach. Mm-hmm. Let's say go back to your, your days when you first started out. Give a coach some advice on, hey, coming into a new program, going to be starting. I'm sure he's already kind of started things, but mm-hmm. coming into a new season, give him some advice. Man, you know, in some ways it feels like it's been 20 years and then some days it feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm going to kind of hit it from two perspectives. Um, you know, if you're, if you're just brand new breaking in and you're an assistant, man, man, just absolutely just go all in on promoting your head coach and your, your program, man, do not, man, treat it like it's the, treat it like it's the most important thing. Your team will be so blessed by you sweeping the locker room floor. They, they, They will be so blessed by you, you know, folding their practice jerseys and putting them on the bench every day you know, by, by you even doing something like, you know, disinfecting the basketballs before practice and, 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 and and just, and just serving in those ways, your head coach will be blessed. Your, your players will be blessed. They will respect and honor you for that. Um, But, but definitely find a way to serve above and beyond what even the communicated expectations are. Um, man, I really, I really tried to do that for, for coach Rasmussen at Newton, man. I was, I was 23 years old. I was, I'm five foot seven coach. I'm, I'm in there. I mean, look, I mean, these kids, they had no reason to believe in me. They had no reason to respect me, you know, all of that stuff outside of, I was their coach, head coach. And so that, but they saw how I served them. They saw how I loved them. And man, they were ready to go. They they responded to when I had an idea for them, and I tried to communicate them to that to them in the best way that I knew how. Um, and I'm really grateful for for that 
part of my coaching career. Um, and then, you know, as a, a new head coach, um, I think, I think the, the best lesson that I could possibly teach or, or encourage a new coach to learn is, is, you know, you, you teach them well, teach them well, and then trust them well, you, you know, um, that's something that's taken me a long time. I say a long time, you know, multiple years. I'm still learning it. We're all still learning it. But um, after we lost, we lost a, a game we shouldn't have lost to two years ago. And I used to be, uh, you know, just a nut. Not, I mean, he's just, just so tight with anxiety and, and frustrations. And, and I would, I would not respond in the way that they needed me to respond on the sideline and definitely not in the locker room. And I had to really take a step back and say, you know what, you know, coach Jackson, Taylor, man, you, you've done a great job teaching them, but when you don't trust them, then you're taking that away. You're, you're completely taking that away. So, so, you know, be, be calm on the sideline. It, you're you're going to get elevated is, you know, it's part of basketball. You're going to get elevated, but always come back to that baseline. E even when things are going great, don't be, you know, don't, don't get too high there. Don't get too low. Be, be the baseline that they need you to be because this season's long. It's going to, it's a roller coaster. It's going to be up and down, but just trust, trust that you've done your job as the coach and, and they're ready to, to give it their all on the basketball court. Those are great lessons, Coach. I really appreciate it. Uh, all that wisdom learned from uh, grinding it out over time, man, no doubt. Yeah. You can't yeah. learn that in the first year. So, no, Coach, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, man. We're so blessed to have you on, in this community. Uh, Continue success on building a great program, except against Walnut Grove. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, all right. But you know what? I, I'm, Man, sure I'm just glad, I, Coach, I'm just glad that Walton County basketball is – man, we have, we have done an amazing job. Coach Spoon, yourself, uh, Coach Strick at, at Monroe. Um, man, man, uh, every, everybody, everybody in the county has done a great job. Coach Zorn, man, them Loganville girls, they're tough, man. I heard that. Man, uh, our county has done such a great job of basketball building these last couple of years. I mean, I'm so proud of us. You know, we don't we don't toot our horn our own horns enough, man. We we have some great great basketball being played over here. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, man. And um, it's going to continue this year, man. It's going to be a fun year, I think. Absolutely. And uh, Absolutely. coach, I wish you the best, man. And uh, I think it's uh, November what 26. I think so. <laughs> I think so. I've got it circled in big red on my calendar right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we come we come to the circle hoops, man. Take it easy on us. Oh, coach, <laughs> coach, coach. It's gonna be a battle, but but again, you know, it's getting us ready for the for the big ones. No you doubt, know, it's big ones to the communities, and but you know, it, it's really preparing us for the ones that that are for trophies. <laughs> exactly. All trying to, hey, no doubt, man. Tough competition, kind of gets you ready for That's sure. True. Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on and uh, welcome to the Championship Vision family, my friend. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Coach. All right. Take care. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Coaches, I'd like to introduce our new Championship Vision podcast sponsor, Grip Spritz. Playing on Dusty Dirty has become normal to players at every level. 
The only answer was those peel-off sticky sheets. Players know they only work a few possessions. Coaches know they're incredibly expensive. The issue is they have adhesives. If you step on something sticky, your shoes become magnets to the dust and dirt on the court, so you're back every dead ball. Grip spritz remove the adhesives to allow the shoes to grip all game long with just one treatment. Our goal is to elongate the life of players' shoes, stop them from slipping no matter what type of court they're playing on, and save schools money from buying countless sticky sheets that just don't work. Go to gripspritz.net or on Twitter at grit slash spritz. Also, they will be at the Legends at the Grove Clinic. If you use the code LEGENDS, you will get a 10% discount. Go to their website now, Grip Spritz, the new innovative product you can't go without. Methan Entertainment offers a quality DJ service for your most important day and for any day you just want to party. With high quality DJs, Methan Entertainment will keep your wedding or event moving and grooving. We get involved with our events and get the crowd started and keep them engaged. All DJs and MCs with Methan Entertainment are more than willing to answer any questions, comments, or concerns that you may have. All sound and lighting equipment is top of the line, mainly Bose and Chave. You can contact Medlin Entertainment, LLC, at medlinentertainment at gmail.com, 678-451-7976, or on Facebook or Instagram, Medlin Entertainment for your next party. 